Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. This is Mary Jo, your host or MJ Nutrition on Instagram and I'm back with another episode this week and this week I'm going to keep it short and sweet but it is all about um, PMS. So I'm seeing this a lot lately um, between my own clients and more people just asking me about it Um. And yeah, it's just coming up a lot. And I don't know if it's perhaps to do with, um, and I will go through this, um, but I don't know if it's to do with more stress that's been around since since before Christmas, maybe, whether it was getting COVID, avoiding getting COVID, isolation um, that went on over Christmas, and then maybe the impact of the vaccine as well on the menstrual cycle um, and you know I've just been seeing a lot of people having changes to their periods and more um, it's with more chronic PMS or more um, PMS than they would normally experience as well so yeah I'm just going to go through that I'm going to like divide into just three things um, to to look out for with PMS and like what you need to kind of be minding and um, so the three areas to look at when it comes to supporting your PMS for the long term so like you know one month of these changes will help but it's not going to see dramatic improvements when it comes to your hormones you're kind of looking down the road and um, so maybe three months down the road noticing more that the impact of the benefits and that goes for you know the other way around if you're to do something say that's maybe not so helpful for your your hormones it will be nearly three months down the line you may notice the impacts of that as well so when it comes to PMS firstly just to hi- highlight what it actually is premenstrual syndrome what the symptoms are um emotionally you know a lot of um females um people who get periods can feel emotional um weepy um depressed anxious low mood irritability it's quite common um and just not feeling completely themselves not feeling grounded um not nearly in control of their emotions more so like you're easily triggered uh, whether that's in an angry way or in a um a sad way so uh, that's how a lot of people can can feel um and then physically there's a like, wide range of symptoms and some you may not even be aware are like pms symptoms but like sleep issues are quite common so really struggling to fall asleep stay asleep and uh, you know coming up to your period and um, fluid retention um, so fluid retention can be around your stomach area, your arms, um, your your breasts, uh, really, really common. So feeling just more um, 
they're holding on to more water weight and then feeling really bloated then as a result and uncomfortable and uh, that's quite common and um, palpitations can be one um, and, and that could be related then to the anxiety that you may be experiencing as well uh, or not it could be separate uh, joint pain headaches brain fog cravings quite common so this kind of insatiable kind of hunger and um, just noticing your appetite is a lot more uh, increased and you're not getting as satisfied from your normal foods as you normally would be and that's quite common um, and breast pain is another one getting more um pimples and spots as well um so pms for it to be kind of pms this occurs like 10 days before your period and then the symptoms are gone after your period um so that's kind of the, the time frame and just kind of to be aware of that. So the cause of PMS, sorry, is um, there's, a few, there's loads of different factors. It's never just one thing. But the issue is, in general, is that there is an imbalance between your hormone estrogen and your other sex hormone progesterone so what is happening in, in the majority of cases is that you've got too much estrogen and in the estrogen that you're producing is staying around too long in the body and it shouldn't be we should be removing and eliminating it through our stool um every you know daily but um if we have high levels for different reasons that can be a cause and then the other reason then is low progesterone and this is the most common um and that the low progesterone and the imbalance between these so basically you're kind of looking at a high estrogen low progesterone so there's a big gap between these hormones and this causes then the symptoms that you're feeling um so progesterone is like your anti-anxiety your soothing um resting relaxed hormone and that we want to make more of in the luteal phase so the phase after we've ovulated and like the 14 days before your period um and symptoms of low progesterone typically are um spotting um prolonged heavy bleeding and then maybe not and then not getting a temperature or consistent temperature rise during the luteal phase so what are the the top three things that I would suggest you look at when it comes to supporting your PMS and reducing the symptoms? So number one, and I kind of alluded to this at the beginning, is looking at your stress and lowering your stress. So when it comes to stress, um, again, I say this on a lot of episodes, but I don't, it's, it's the stress, that it's perceived stress by the body. So that there is a difference, like we, I think, you can ask the question to people and I see this a lot where I'd ask, are you stressed? And they say, no, not at all. I'm fine. And it's not much stress in my life. Um, I, I don't know, not at all. However, if you're then to kind of just, you know, well, what are you sleeping like? Um, you know, what's your relationships like? Do you worry about money? Um, do you like your job? Um, do you get on with your family? Um, you know, have you got a wedding coming up? um did you just get COVID like these small little things that may not seem that big in the grand scheme of things but are little things that like we're thinking about constantly so when you're just sitting there watching TV in the evening but you're thinking oh I didn't do that for tomorrow I need to do that or you're just thinking of to-do list and oh you're thinking what you need to be done for next week or what you didn't do or just little things when you're constantly having things on your mind although it may not seem that you're stressed because you're sitting in a cozy house and you're safe and you're watching tv your brain can't differentiate that difference your brain is 
picking up on this perceived stress. So all these thoughts that are going on in your mind and what you uh, should or should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Um, and it's just the little things that can build up. And this perceived stress, whether it's physical or psychological, so physical stressors can be not eating enough and not regulating your blood sugars, which I'll go to next. Um, and it can be... Um, over-exercising or under-exercising, not sleeping, drinking a lot of alcohol. These are stressors on your body too. Um, so those are physical stressors and probably more obvious and easy to pick out. But again, you may not be aware the likes that over-exercising or maybe not eating breakfast in the morning or just having caffeine is putting a stress on your system, putting a stress on your body. Because like I spoke about last week in the intermittent fasting episode, that the body when it skips meals or doesn't get food in the morning, starts to think that we're in maybe famine mode or maybe not getting enough food to uh, look after yourself or look after the functions in the body and can start to raise your stress hormones. And again, like this isn't gonna cause a dramatic impact a few times but if it, this is kind of your consistent way of of living and um, then this will have an, an impact then on your hormones and lead to things like debilitating pms and um, so what happens is when we're stressed is we release stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and adrenaline blocks your hormone progesterone um which is, as i've said is like your anti-anxiety your soothing calming um pain relieving hormone and it also lowers a neurotransmitter called gaba and gaba is basically again another relaxing and happy and feel good hormone that we want i mean neurotransmitter that we want to have so that's how it's kind of directly affecting it. Cortisol as well is the other stress hormone which lowers progesterone too. So it's kind of a progesterone robber or stealer. The more stress we are, the more cortisol we make. And then basically the lower your, your progesterone will be. So high cortisol, low progesterone. And that's um, simply how stress impacts your um, ability to ovulate. Uh, sorry, to make progesterone. Um and then it can impede ovulation as well and lower your progesterone production in the long run. So remember to actually make progesterone, you need to ovulate. So stress and cortisol start to Im Im impact your ability to ovulate um, eventually. Uh, again, this wouldn't happen like, you know, in a little bit of stress. But if this is something that uh, you're seeing a good bit of stress in your life and just, you know, constantly perceiving a bit of stress, then um this can happen in, in time. So that's one of the main areas to look at. So if you're fitting to this category of perceived stress, both physical and psychological, and I really want you to think about this, is this you, um, you know, start to actually reflect on the little things in your life that could be contributing to you just being in a state of a little bit of, little bit of worry. It doesn't have to be, when I say stress, you don't have to be hyper-stressed. It could be just that you're slightly anxious, slightly worried, slightly um, at an unease, um, you know, and on a consistent level or, you know, frequently anyway. And this can really dramatically impact your, your um, stress hormones and then your PMS. So looking at ways to help combat this and cope with stress. So if it's physical stressors, starting to remove those physical stressors um, where possible and um, eating more, not ex over-exercising, making sure that you're not having too much caffeine and alcohol and uh, starting to support your sleep better. 
And then if it's psychological, um, whether it's, you know, maybe you need to just talk therapy with friends or maybe you need to go see a therapist and uh, maybe you need to start bringing in some mindful and um, stress management practices like meditation and yoga, things like that, booking a massage, uh, doing things for more fun and bringing incorporating a bit more joy and relaxation into your life. So doing more of these things and being aware of the importance of this in your life and not to be in this constant state of go, go, go. Um, rush 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 and not doing anything to slow down rest and repair which is so vital for your hormones so starting to look at these areas in your life and where you can incorporate some small changes that can make a difference to your stress levels the next one that I would look at in a big area as well is looking at your blood sugars. So this comes back to if we have imbalanced blood sugars, we have high levels of cortisol. So to explain again what blood sugars would look like in balance, they're never going to be completely stable, nor should they be, but they shouldn't be haywire or in this kind of roller coaster or big high peaks and troughs. troughs. So basically when we eat a meal, um, the food is broken down to be digested and then taken into our cells to be used as energy if we are not eating you know often or we skip meals uh, or we go for periods without eating um, or we eat a lot of just carb-based meals with little protein and fat what this does is cause um irregular blood sugars so we get high peaks and big lows so that's not what we want we want to have a little bit of a steady streamline of blood sugars not this big uh, sharp peaks and then sharp lows and um, when this happens that we get high insulin levels and then we get high cortisol levels and both these hormones wreak havoc with your uh, sex hormones estrogen and progesterone so high insulin is going to impair your ability to ovulate and um, and high cortisol is going to do the same and also rob your progesterone. So what are you doing when you're not eating regular meals and you're skipping meals and you're eating only like um, porridge in the morning with no protein and then you're eating potatoes and uh, vegetables at night with only a small little bit of um, meat or something like that, then you are basically leading, causing irregular blood sugars. Um, because you don't get satiated on carbs alone. Carbs will cause your blood sugars to spike. Whereas if you combine protein with the carbs, you balance your blood sugars. And that's just uh, one way of balancing your blood sugars and the most important way. So, and not skipping meals is really important and eating in a time frame of four to five hours really helps to regulate blood sugars. So keeping your blood sugar levels stable and balanced is one of the big key areas to look for when it comes to any sort of hormonal issues, but also for big, for really, um, it's really helpful for if you've got PMS, because as I say, it um, will help to support ovulation, it will lower stress hormones and make sure you're making progesterone. So that would be the second tip I would suggest. And finally, the third tip I would suggest to look for, look at if you do have any of those PMS symptoms that I said at the beginning um, would be to look at a supplement that contains magnesium and vitamin B6. So the combination of magnesium and B6 has been shown to significantly improve uh, PMS. So magnesium aids in the, the production of progesterone and it regulates your stress response and enhances that good mood and feel good neurotransmitter GABA. So this will help with more relaxation and better mood. So magnesium is great for that. And then adding B6 into that 
that can enhance the effects as well of lowering PMS because again it helps to stimulate progesterone production and um, make more GABA as well. So this is a really, really important and particularly the type of magnesium. Looking at magnesium glycinate, this supplement is really beneficial because it has a format that's really absorbable and glycine is an amino acid that also lowers um, stress and helps you calm and relax and help sleep too. So this is a very effective supplement that I would recommend for anyone who really does suffer with PMS. Um, and there are some really good brands out there um, to look at. But um, if you have any questions on supplements, I would suggest give me a, a message on Instagram or um, booking in for a call with me to go through supplements because it, it does require you know, personalization in a way as well to, when it comes to dosage and to look at what other supplements you're taking, uh, if you're on any medication and what brand would be most suitable for you. So there are my top three tips when it comes to supporting your PMS. So remember the PMS is normal, but that it's not, uh, sorry, it's common, but it's not normal. And uh, so really we should not be getting severe PMS every month. It, it's normal to have it maybe the odd time. So like when there is a period of stress in our lives. And um, so perhaps, like I said at the beginning, a lot of people are experiencing it now because of a high stress that was there in the last few months. But we really want to be taking uh, control of this and making sure that this doesn't become our norm and that we reduce this and have more normal healthy periods with balanced hormones so you feel really more in control of your hormones basically so I work specifically with this in my hormone repair protocol and um, so I cover this in depth with my clients I educate them to know how to lower stress more how to balance blood sugars more and um, give specific um, hormone um, supplement personalization um, and more supportive foods to lower inflammation and dietary recommendations and lifestyle changes in my hormone repair protocol. Um, and really I've seen massive changes in my clients who work on this uh, with me. So if you feel you're ready for this, then uh, you can book in for a call with me um, and we can have a chat about this and working together. Um, and if you feel you're not ready to kind of commit to that kind of level of change yet, or, you know, um, work on that over a period of months then maybe you could look at my know your flow masterclass so that is a free masterclass that you can watch through my website and uh, you get access to it straight away and um, so I can leave the link for that here uh, in the show notes but basically that uh, covers everything about PMS what it is why we get it it goes into it in more depth and uh, you can learn a lot about your cycle and what your cycle should look like in that masterclass. And um, so highly recommend you have a look at that and encourage you to uh, watch that at least. And then if you're ready to make the next step, you can book a call with me um, through my Instagram. There is a book now button or you can reach through uh, reach out to me through my website. Um, and yeah, we can get started on working on a plan for you to help lower your PC, your PMS, I keep saying PCOS because I work on that as well. So obviously if you've got PCOS, you can do that too. But um, with, P, with PMS as well, you can work with me on that as well. But um, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening as always. And um, as always, if you have any suggestions on podcast episodes, what you would like to hear more of, what would you like to know more of, you can send me a DM on Instagram and MJ Nutrition. I would love to hear your feedback because, you know, it's helpful for you and more people then as well. Um, and also, if you could leave a review on iTunes and I start a rate 
rating that would be much appreciated again it helps the podcast and keeps me doing them so more people can hear them and so that would be great as well but thank you for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode